Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Good uh, good afternoon. <laughs> I always try to decide which one I'm going to say because I'm not sure when you're listening to this. I think if we did a poll, most of the coffee talkers listen in the morning. That's what I would think. On your drive into work. What do you think, babe? Yeah, on the way in to work or on the way out. On the way home. <laughs> <laughs> on their way out, you know, as they're breathing their last. <laughs> on their way out. This will be what they listen to. On their way out of work. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Maybe on, on the way, way home. home. I don't know. Yeah, traffic on the way home seems rough. It's been a rough day. What's um, interesting is the amount of podcasts You think that they listen to us on date night? No. Come on, guys. Maybe. It's kind of romantic. Well, what's interesting what? is a lot of people listen to podcasts, like a lot of podcasts. It's made a resurgence. The industry is telling us that the the trends are moving upwards. Um, one of some of the ones that we love is the is it armchair expert? Armchair expert, Dak Dak Prescott. Dax Shepherd. Oh. I mean, Dak, if you're out there, <laughs> we don't know your full Dak name. Dak Prescott is actually a want, real quarterback. We want to come on your podcast. <laughs> um, Dax Shepherd. Um, but you're kind of obsessed with him and his wife right now. The truth Kristen is, Kristen Bell. That she, yeah, I, I'm not obsessed with Kristen Bell. A little bit. Relax. Well, every time I come home or I come downstairs late, you're watching. I'm talking to her on the phone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're watching her uh, television show. Okay, me and my sons like to watch a good. You're place. obsessed with it though. Like a you, good place. you have this personality where when you get on something, you just you're like all over it. Oh, you mean I'm all in. Yeah. I just live life to the like, fullest. I'm like, I'm we, full throttle. I'm like, can we please watch something else? And you're like, no, babe, I'm watching my show. I'm like, oh, yeah, but on. why do we have to watch all three seasons? I watched a really bad chick All three seasons you. in three days. Oh, like, now you're meddling. That actually doesn't happen. That'd be nice, though. I would be but down. But truth be told, you started- I wish I had that kind of time. You started this series. What's it called again? Heaven? The Good Place. The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Why did I say heaven? Oh, Because it's, it's referring to heaven and hell. Okay. The good place and the bad place. You started it a week ago. No, don't lie. Oh, babe. It was like two months ago. No, I mean, babe. You're not good babe. with timelines. Babe. You're not good with timelines. Two months ago. Just take your shirt off. <laughs> okay. When he says that, he that's meaning I'm right. He's just trying to he's trying to derail the, the conversation. We have watched it, but it hasn't been two weeks. Okay. Yeah. T- two weeks. And you're on season two. Yeah, we just finished season two. And yeah, I'm loving it. You're I, loving it. Yeah, every night. Well, not every night, but I'd say like four nights a week. Um, the boys will watch it with me. Judah comes over, we hang out. We watched The Good Place. It's all good. The Good Place and what's the other two ones that you love right now? It's the Parks and Rec. No, Parks and Rec is classic. That's been around forever. And Cerny and I just finished the season again for the fifth time. If you'd like to laugh, which is what I like to do, it's how I de-stress, which is kind of what we're talking about today. What's the Walmart one? Superstore. Superstore. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's how how we kind of like, we're going to talk about anxiety today. If you're stressed out, you're going to love this podcast. We're going to talk about it. I'm not stressed out, but I think one of the reasons is learn to laugh, man. So, But we're not even talking about that. But So, yeah, these shows make me laugh. What makes you laugh, babe? Making other people, like tickling people till they cry. Yes. There's a sadistic laughter that comes from you. Yeah, Vic know. knows that. Vic Something the sound wrong. chick has had to endure your torture tickles. Jen. You're just doing it right now. So, Jen. Look, what's wrong with you? You get an evil eye. Like, right, look at you. Why this, do you okay, take pleasure in people's pain? This is pains? the truth. All the people around me, all my sons, they're just bigger, tall people. And the only way for me to make them small and weak is to tickle them. Listen to what you just <laughs> said. Your goal in life is to make others feel small no. and weak. I know I just said that. I probably should have thought that through a little bit. We're not better. editing it. But, That's what you said. But to, to t- okay, I can literally tickle you on your knee and you're on the floor in a half second. Why the knee? 
<laughs> between what? the thigh it's under a, the arm. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I like between the thigh. Um, but that is fun. Tickling is fun. Yeah, tickling's the best. Oh, hey, shout out to all of our listeners. Uh, you probably won't listen after this one because we're just yapping a little bit. Um, hey, it was super. Vic, the sound chick, was actually traveling in L.A. She does that a lot. She's kind of a, you know, she's kind of a celebrity. She travels around. She was in L.A. and one of our, um, one of the guys that's part of our community in L.A., good dude, Nolan, walked up to her and was like, Vic, the sound chick, <laughs> which she only knows because he listens to the podcast. So Nolan, thank you to you and your wife for listening to the podcast. Love you from L.A. And then good friend from Guadalajara, okay, Mexico. Second, before we talk about Mexico, she, Vic, the sound chick, was just like so over the moon yeah. that she walks in the door and he's like, did you give him your autograph chick. Vic or no. yeah, he didn't ask, but no. she did. She texted us. She goes, get someone just called me Vic the sound chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was a, it was a big deal. I mean, I mean, there's millions of people listening right now. Millions. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to have to start to deal with that. Um, my <laughs> good friend level, from Guadalajara, know. Alfredo and Liz. Oh, I love, we them. love them. Yeah. They listen from, in fact, they, they actually started a group. Uh, for young, like married couples, and he said one of the inspirations was what, some of the talks we've had on podcasts about like marriage and parenting and stuff like that. So, Alf, Alf, he goes by Alf. I like to call him Alfredo. It's Mexican, and I say it with an Italian accent. Yeah, hey, Alfredo, because like fettuccine Alfredo. Um, but Alf um, is a is a bona fide grill master. He is amazing. Yeah, he's Probably literally the best. Oh, I've never seen a guy grill. Grill experience I've ever had. Not just like I would like, I would like casually be like, I'm really good at grilling. This guy is like a genuine grill master, yeah. teaches men how to grill. I've learned so much from him in the few times that we've been down there. Grill the meat like he's a cigar aficionado. Oh he's just the man. And Liz, come on, she's oh, a rock yeah. star. Well, I mean, she's made him the man he is. Yeah. That's a fact. I don't know how he got her. Well, shout out to everyone who's listening from outside of Seattle, <clears throat> all around the world. Um, if you're in Japan, konnichiwa. If you're in Australia, good eye, mate. <laughs> if you're that, in... That was Irish. <laughs> stop. You <laughs> stop, Vic. If you're in Alabama, oh, hello. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no well, editing. The, uh, I'm from the South. I'm personally offended I'm not by like that. one of the South. I love the South. You are a Southern Belle, born like, and hey, raised. Y'all. All of our kids were born in like, the South. In Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, do it again. Story. Do your southern accent. Hey y'all, how's it going? Yeah, it's kinda of, you kinda of got that bit. southern twang. You'd never I've had lost a southern it. accent. I've been yeah. in the northwest too long. Yeah. When you ever hear my sister talk, she's she's embraced that southern accent. Yeah, she's she's in Florida now too. Yeah. So anyways, today we thought we would talk about um and coffee talk with Belly and Jen. Um uh being stressed out, man. <laughs> stressed to the max. How do we, it's been, it's been crazy for me reading news articles. Um, I don't do social media very much for the very reason it stresses me out. Um, watching other people live their lives vicariously through a camera. I don't think it's bad, but I just, my personality, it's just no good for me. Because I'm always like, that's not real. <laughs> you, you stage that. That's not real. And, or I compare, like, why am I not living my best life now? You totally. know, and so... Um, but it's been amazing to me how much anxiety has hit the front page of our culture. It's always been there. People always struggle with anxiety. Anxiety is a very real thing. Being stressed out is a very real thing. And kind of want to have a conversation today, babe, if we can, on what are some of the things that br- bring anxiety for us, and maybe people can relate, and what are some of the ways that we 
learn to catch our breath or how do you how do you I hate to use the word cope with anxiety but that's actually what we're saying but how do you how do you overcome it what do you do to combat it for me it's literally like I feel like when I get stressed out I breathe heavy I like it's almost like someone hit you in the stomach and you're losing your breath that's how if I were like trying to like give a metaphor it's like someone took it kicked me in you know between the pockets and I can't catch my breath and so that's anxiety stress does that to you and then how do you how do you actually catch your breath again? What are some practical ways, you know, um, emotional ways, mental ways, spiritual ways, whatever? So I love that that conversation. I love that. Do you want to do that? No, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, and I was just saying, anxiety is is perfectly it's perfectly normal. I mean, it's it's part of life. Like it's not that we're trying to, to figure out how to get rid of it. I think the idea is, is once we are dealing with it maybe on a consistent basis or it's kind of overwhelmingly happening day in and day out, that's when I think we should take notice and figure out, okay, how can I navigate these feelings that are normal, but I'm having them all the time every day? Well said. I mean, let's start there. Let's start with the premise that you can't actually eliminate all anxiety. Right. That that's the goal. That's like, it's, it's a part of our emotion. Like we can't eliminate... Um, you know, being sad or being happy right. or um, feeling tired. Like it's it's a part of life. But I think as society, like you just said, is, is we've social media and we're busier than we've ever been. We work more hours than what our, our they say our ancestors ever worked. So it, it's naturally creating this world Maybe, of constant yeah. anxiety. Yeah, we're driven by success and achievement for and sure. Comparison. I mean, um, yeah. And so if the goal for you is to eliminate anxiety, like it's like the goal is to eliminate fear or pain, like you're going to be very disappointed. So let's start with like there is a level of anxiety that we all will have and have to deal with. The thing is when it gets so overwhelming and you, be get, you, and you get stressed out, how do you, how do you come back down? How do you how do you catch your breath? So I think that's a good thought. You know, it's th- I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm always thinking like, you know, I don't know, word pictures or stories. I've been playing racquetball with a couple fellas recently here in our community. We do racquetball. And if you think that's for old men, uh, you would be right and also wrong. <laughs> First of all, these o- these older gentlemen can kill me in racquetball. They're like professionals. But we play like full contact racquetball. Me, um, some of my friends, Colby, Martin, a few of the guys, we get together and we I mean, we just go so hard. I think Martin wears a Fitbit and we burn, I don't know, 1,600 calories in like wow. 45 minutes. Like we crush it, dripping wet. Like we just, we go. That ball goes so fast in that room. It's insane. And this is the thing. Um, it's like you learn to live with anxiety because that ball, it's a little rubber ball. You never know. Um, I once got hit. Sorry, I had to, I had to swallow my coffee. I once got hit three times in the same round in the back of the head. Now, if you've ever been hit by a racquetball in the back of the head, I'm not going to say who did it. Um, I did have words with him. And did I actually aim and hit him after he hit me the third time? And he was like, sorry, bro, that's the game. Did I aim and literally put him on his knees the next shot? Because I hit him in the back of the head and gave him a taste of medicine? Yes, I did. Because I was like, oh, is that how we're going to play this? He's like, sorry, man, name of the game. I'm like, oh, is it? Bam! Put him to his knees. Um, Here's the thing, when you get hit with the racquetball, because when you're playing racquetball, you're back to your opponent because you're both looking forward. There's no way in that round to not wince every time the ball's hit. And you live and you have to play this game with a certain level of anxiety. Like I'll get so anxious. Recently, um, I was playing with a buddy and he got hit by, we were playing three at a time and one of the other guy hit him. It was an accident. It typically is an accident. It doesn't happen all the time. It's very painful. It literally shoots like you, from your head to your toes, like just the tingles and just this sincere pain. Because the ball, this little rubber ball, it hits you this? so hard. 
And every time we would serve in his back, you see him like he twitches. And it's like you play with the level of anxiety. And I thought like, man, that's like life. I feel like sometimes in different seasons, I'm going through life and I'm just so gun shy. I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And I realized there's a level of anxiousness playing racquetball. And you can apply this to anything, but this is where I'm at right now, that you never get rid of. There is always the chance of hurt, pain, getting hit, whatever. And you kind of have to learn to play the game regardless of this underlying feel like, oh my God, it's going to hit me. It's going to hit me. Um, so I guess that's what we're kind of talking about. How can we go through life, live normal lives, still be happy, still be accomplished, still get things done, still be efficient um, in the midst of having um, anxiety and stress? I don't think it's okay for stress and anxiety to sideline us. Um, I think there's moments we have to deal with it. But if it's if it's taking us out of the game, if it's ruining um the quality of life that we, we should have, um, I think we got to deal with it. So um, let me ask you this, babe. Here's a couple things. What are some things that you would say make you anxious? Well, I mean, the first one comes to my mind is not knowing or worrying about tomorrow. I oh, mean, yeah. If, if I can just be... Totally. That's your personality. Yeah. And a lot of people can relate. Or maybe not even worrying about tomorrow, but maybe feeling like I'm not doing enough. Um, I, there's a constant, I kind of lean this way where I'm like, ah, oh, like I need to do more. Uh, I need to accomplish more. I need to work harder. Um, is it producing what I had hoped it would? I don't, I, I mean, maybe you can't relate with that, but that's, that's big time for me. That's a thing. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And I think, do you, do you feel like society's put those expectations on you or is that self-imposed expectations? Like, um, what am I doing? Like, I think it, I think it's internalizing. I think it's probably personality. Um, I think it's somewhat to do with how I was raised, feeling like I, I needed to catch up, measure up um, a lot of time. I mean, I don't know if I can psychoanalyze. I think for me, I've figured out as a child, I got more praise when I did something good mm-hmm. than just being good for who I was, which I, my parents loved me for who I was, but there was always more praise and adoration when I produced or performed. Yeah. So naturally now as a 40-year-old, I can't believe I'm saying I'm 40 um, that's still a tendency, which is crazy. So I would, and even the people I engage with and, and have had huge bouts of anxiety and even to the point where they can't even get out of the house, I think it comes from a lot of that. It's some things that have triggered from their past, but they've never kind of figured out to live with as an adult. Even this morning, you and I had this conversation, you had made this comment to me about like, you know, what are we doing? To, we're 40. What are we doing, you know, to get to this, to for to the next part of our lives, like this season, like what... What's next for us? And um, you said to me, I kind of feel like we're not doing all we can. To which I replied, and I'm on, does this help you and your personality? Because I think a lot of people can relate with what you're saying in your personality. Um, sure. You're an achiever. You're a go-getter. You're an entrepreneur. You, there's a lot of people, especially in, in Seattle and L.A. and the Northwest where we are, and all around the world, in fact. But um, we feel like we're in a bubble here where <clears throat> self startup companies and people just like, I'm going to take the world over. Um I said to you, when you said that to me, I was like, then just do it. J- do it already. Do something so that when you lay your, and I got emphatic, and, and Vic the sound chick walked in, and I was like, are you guys fighting? Um, do something that when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you can answer You can answer yourself, and like, what am I doing? Like, you're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Did that help you, or did that stress you out more? It actually didn't help me, because I feel like... <laughs> I'm fail. Yes and no, but I think it would more, I would lean towards it didn't help me because I feel like I am doing it, but not seeing 
the ultimate dreamer results that I hoped for. So I think some anxiety that I have dealt with or have are dealing with is not feeling like it's it's measured up to what my expectations were. Does that make sense? And and I don't know if anyone can relate with this, but for me, I find myself anxiety dealing with anxiety or feeling anxious or worried when I'm like, gosh, I just yeah, I'm 41 or I'm 40 and Life isn't really everything I thought it would be. And it, again, and, and then part of me like wants to vacillate, like, no, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. But if I can just be real, like, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, I kind of wanted to do a little bit more in my by the time I was 40. So how do you, I was just go right into it right now. So I think I, what you're saying is, is very real. How are you learning to deal with that? How are you catching your breath? How are you, what are some of the things that you do when you feel that anxiety? Because I think that's pretty real for you. What are some of the things that you've done? Or well, maybe you're like, I don't know. <laughs> am, I, am I stressing I you out right now? The look on your face. I'm you're like, why out. are you asking me this? I don't have this? the answers. And, and I haven't had time to think about it, which is kind of why these coffee talks I think are really awesome. Because in the moment I would say, gosh, I think I'm learning to love today and not live in yesterday and not wish for tomorrow. And for me to learn to love today is learning to appreciate what I have. Like I'm going to like start crying. Is that like so crazy? I get Aww. emotional. But I think for me, it's, it's like, moment. it really is. I'm like, my personality would be like thinking through yesterday and then dreaming about tomorrow and forgetting like, oh my God, I have everything I need right now today. I'm so blessed. But it's that that's human nature, right? That we're just like, oh my, I want tomorrow. I want tomorrow. I should have done better. I should have done better. But what about right now? Like mm-hmm. what about right today? And I think that, that thought right there could possibly maybe for me personally, or maybe for some listeners, could help calm our anxiety, help level out the stress. And like you said, like be in the moment, be grateful, like learn some things to unwind, to 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 create your margin in your schedule so you're not living, you know, seven to eight with a work schedule and having no downtime to breathe. So yeah, for me yeah. it's like owning today. I think that's really helpful. I think um um, what are some other things that make us anxious? I'm being honest. I'll be vulnerable. And I feel like I feel like a chick saying this and being a chick isn't a bad thing. But for me, it is. <laughs> As I'm a dude, um, the way I look, I literally like I, I was thinking that through. And I'm like, I'm not going to say that because I don't worry about that. But I actually do. I could actually get anxious if I'm going to be in a public space or in front of people. Like the way I look, the clothes I wear, do people think I'm stylish? I'm not. <laughs> you know, so I should probably just put that to rest. We have a great community in LA. Um, every time I stand on the stage in our community in LA, I look out and see what I would consider to be the most beautiful people. They're all in the movie industry or, you know, it's the modeling industry. And not only are they beautiful outside, but they're beautiful people. I love them. Um, but, um, you know, it's very easy for me to kind of be but like you, but not, but not for sheer like I want to look stylish. It's more been because of the the struggle you've been on with your weight. Oh, now you're gonna make me. Oh, actually, I'm not gonna cry at all. Um, but no, like that's yeah, a real, totally. That's yeah. been a really. I mean, and maybe if you can get vulnerable about that, like that's been a real thing for you. <laughs> Is that well? A you're challenge? the one who just said it. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. The way I look. I mean, I would say for years, and I've recently over the last. It's really been two and a half years. Lost you know, weight. I've always been able to lose weight in my life. Um, very rarely have I been able to keep it off. And so I'm super grateful um, for the last, you know, it's really, it's really been a, over a couple years here of consistently, slowly losing weight and keeping weight off. And I'm grateful for that and changing my lifestyle. And, um, you know, I think we're better at 40, so let's go. But I remember like, I wouldn't sit in meetings. I would stand when I could because sitting, I felt, I just felt like, 
and you always look worse when you're sitting, especially if you're overweight. I had to scope out restaurants before we'd go because I love sitting in booths, but if the table couldn't move, I'd feel like I was crammed in. Couldn't, if the booth was super tight, I couldn't fit in. Just crazy stuff like flying on airplanes, you know, and um, I just would be so stressed about, um, you know, the way I look. And I'd say even now that I lost weight, I don't feel, I mean, I'm still a big guy. I'll always be a big guy. And I kind of like that. that. I like the big vibe. I'm trying to get lean and mean, you know, but um, at the same time, um, I'm not trying to get skinny. You know, and that's okay. I'm, I'm down for skinny people. I'm not a skinny guy. But you dealing I with be lean. the sense of feeling uncomfortable in your own skin because well, of just your what weight are people looking at you? What do anxiety, I look like? Yeah, right. Um, you know, and then it can jump to like I mean, we live we live in a culture here in Seattle in the Northwest where plastic surgery abounds and everyone's you know their best their best plastic self. And I'm not, I'm no judgment here. I mean, that's but you know, so I don't I don't I don't do Botox or anything like that. No, I don't have any problem with people do. I personally don't do Botox and. So I got wrinkles and stuff, and I notice it. And then I see some of my friends and people that I know that do it, and they look amazing. And I'm like, uh, you know. So it's just that I can sometimes get stressed about um, the way I look. Sometimes I get stressed about comparing myself with others. I think which goes into the same thing. That's the very reason why I got okay, on social so you're media. Moving on really fast. I want to go back to the reason why because I've been married to you for 20 years, and a lot of your anxiety came from the way you felt as a, your body, your appearance, and. I guess I, I before you move on because I think there's a lot of listeners who are relating to you, and and for I know that we want to move on fast, but I just want to say this: I've been on the other side of experiencing the anxiety with you, but I think it is even at sometimes held you back from doing certain things because of so much anxiety in that area. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. You know, and yeah, it stopped me from doing things. In fact, like I didn't travel as much. Um, my job probably would have lent me to travel more. You know, um, I talk. I'm a good talker by the grace of God. And I've had a lot of experience, 23 years in. So I would say even 10 years in, people would have loved for me. I turned down a lot of invitations. You know, for being super vulnerable, I think one of the reasons, I used to tell people, it's like, oh, I don't get into the scene. Um, I don't want to be on a traveling preacher circuit. And I kind of, and there is some stuff about that that I genuinely am not a fan of. And I know there's a lot of people in the church world that are listening to this podcast and do not get me going about inglorious pastors. Oh my gosh. I just think there is a lack of authenticity. Some are real. I hope more were real, but there's so much that aren't. And you already know it. I'm not telling you something you don't know. Don't, oh man, Vic's like, okay, simmer, simmer. It's a show, it's a game, and I'm getting ticked off. Back so, to but the, I, back I, to I used that because that's a real thing. Totally. But a lot of times I would turn down invitations or not go to places because um, my weight, to be quite honest. Being in airports was the worst nightmare. Um, sitting on seats that I didn't feel like I f- would fit in completely. Um, going places, clothes, standing, I just, yeah, you know, I was constantly, I didn't realize how much stress I was dealing with and how much anxiety it was causing me maybe until, yeah, until it got so bad. So, and I think now that I've, I've lost a a lot of weight and I I don't, wouldn't just call it weight, but I don't have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I very rarely have to think about, like I used to stress out, okay, talking in front of people, I would stress more about what I was going to wear so to talk in front of those right, people, yeah, so feeling. I didn't look heavy. Um, then I did, like, if they were going to like what I said or that it was going to connect mm-hmm. or it was going to be powerful or it was going to be influential or it was going to help people. Like, that would be secondary to, like, 
I just don't want to look heavy on that stage. It was such a big deal. I don't even think about it anymore now. Like, I like to wear cool clothes. You're very stylish. You help me be stylish. Any style I have probably comes from you. I definitely have my own style. I'm a, I'm like a hoodies guy, a jackets guy, and I still am. But, um, yeah, I think at some point something has to click and we have to make a decision to, and it's not just losing weight. I so think for it's that anxiety getting was comfortable something that in your you skin. You could actually physically control, but you were able to for some years and now that's changed. But then for other people, anxiety, it's, it's like just, they don't know, they don't understand why they're just constantly, they're deal with a level of worry and fear. So there's, I feel like people deal with anxiety in different ways or it's self-imposed or maybe it's just something in their, their and I think the best life. way to combat that is like some, I used to always think like if I could lose 50 pounds, I'd be good. You know what? I'm, I'll, I've been on a long journey. I don't even know how much weight I've lost, but I've been on a long journey. But I remember after losing 20 pounds, I remember feeling so good. And I look back when I had only lost 20 pounds from when I was super heavy. I was still super heavy after losing 20 pounds, but I didn't feel that way because I was in a gym. I was jogging, or at that time, I think I was like kind of speed walking, doing ellipticals, whatever you got to do. Um, I actually started like wearing clothes and I've looked back now like, man, I was still really heavy. I didn't feel heavy because I was doing something. So it's not a goal like, hey, you lose 100 pounds. You, you know, you get liposuction or something or you join a marathon and you like that's it was just doing something automatically made me feel better. You would say it. Yeah. Like if I had a season of working out, even when I was really heavy, even today, like I ran three miles or two miles with you the other day, played golf with some friends the other evening. So in the course of like walk five miles, ran two miles. You'll even be like, babe, like there's a confidence level that comes with it. I feel good about me. Mm-hmm. Whether I look good with my shirt off or not, I feel good about me because I'm doing something. So I think it's like, what can you do right now? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes with and exercise you're, and really, or you're health. You're saying or, some of the remedy to maybe working through anxiety or anxiousness is figuring out what's a small thing that you can do to make a change because it may not bring complete you know, healing in that area or completely dissolve it but it will cause a change by just choosing a small change yeah and i think what do you what do people what do people think about you that's a real question we all ask and i think it should not be the biggest question the question should be is what do i think about myself um Mm -hmm. i lived the majority of my 30s for sure wondering what people thought about me it wasn't until i started what do I think about me? And it had nothing to do with how big I was or what I looked like or the kind of clothes I was wearing. I remember just, I just started to be like, I'm gonna do things so that I can be proud of myself. Whatever it is, if it was for me, if I went and walked that day, I didn't even put a time frame on it or a distance. If I just went for a walk, I was like, you know, I did something physical today. That made me feel good about me. You know, that it just, it's like, give yourself a chance. And I think there's people out there, whether it's weight or whether it's looks or whether it's style. I once had a guy who's very stylish in LA. If I said his name, you would know it, so I won't, because um, we're not name dropping on this podcast. Other than Dunkin' Donuts, we will drop that name. Oh, um, sponsor us, please. <laughs> but um, he once told me, and like, I talked about style. He's known for style. He has styled some of the biggest names in the pop industry world, right? He's their style guy. And I remember saying to him, hey, we haven't, I happen to know him. Um, we're having, so I'm name dropping without dropping a name, but we're having breakfast. And I was like, hey, give me some style tips, man. Like, I'm not too into it. And he's like, oh, you got a brand already. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you already have a brand, man. And I loved the way this guy thought. He wasn't trying to change me into something else what that you weren't. Is cool. He's like, you like hoodies and jackets. He's like, I would advise for you, go with blacks. You could do, he goes, don't do the color thing. 
Um, and he was super honest. He's like, your frame doesn't really go that way. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Like I wear black all the time. It's the uniform because it covers things. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you could put like white or grays intermixed without black. He's like, dude, I see you got these jackets. Like get yourself like two or three jackets that you really love and switch up the pants. Go with the white shirts. But he's like, I love it. He's like, you got a brand. Just work you. And I was like, that, he didn't even realize. He's giving me style tips and he's a genius. And there's a reason he is who he is. But I was like, what he was essentially saying is don't try and be what you're not, man. Just figure out what's good about you and just go and really work that. And that's kind of what we're saying is like, hey, man, okay. So I'm not a marathon runner, but I'm going to walk two miles with a cup of coffee in my hand. That's pretty good. And here's the truth. A marathon runner, I'm like, dude, I would feel terrible. Well, for me, especially a year and a half ago, I felt good. Now I like to go jog a mile. You jog three miles. You and Vic, the sound check, are literally going to jog three miles after this. Great. Yeah, You're are. awesome. I'm not going to. But if I jog a mile, here's the thing. I'm like, I did something today. And here's what it does. It emotionally has made me feel more confident in myself. Mm. Um, and then you add God into the mix, which you just cannot negate God confidence. If you don't know God, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, there is a confidence that comes from that. And being weight overweight most of my life, I was way more confident than I should have been. Um, and that comes from God. It's a God confidence. Mm. Babe, you've had that your whole life. It's just this thing that's like Vic has. I mean, anyone who has a relationship with God, and now I'm getting super spiritual, but it's a fact. True. There is a confidence that comes from that. It's crazy attractive, by the way. It goes way beyond physical things. There's just this like, it's a security, it's a peace. It's a, um, so if you add all of that in, and I know we kind of just stopped here, and I think we should do a part two on this one, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, it's really good, and I thank you for being so like honest and vulnerable. Like it's a big deal, um, but I can't agree more. And I think what you just said is in which the friend that sat down with you and said, "No, work what you got." Like you have a brand, which is so. Is in a way, everyone has a brand. Everyone has their own unique personality. Is what that means. They have their own. Uh, things that they love and style maybe they have and and to be confident and comfortable in that but then figure it out figure out what works and maybe once you kind of even figured out what that looked like for you came even more of confidence but also probably lessened the anxiety that probably lessened I have to try to do something to fix me or to to figure out to feel better it's like no hey you what you're doing is working Yep. And here's some things you can tweak. Hey, go take a walk. That'll make you feel good. Hey, wear the hoodie and the jacket the way you like to wear. And add this and that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so in some ways you're saying, and I know we could talk about anxiety. We haven't even really talked on it. Yeah, we'll do more. Um, that That's really even helped ease some of your um, stress level. Just even being a bigger guy. Yeah. And I'm still a big guy. I'm going to keep the big. But yeah, I'm not stressing about it. And I keep remembering the song that's my favorite song right now by Sunday Best. He says a great line. He's like, feeling good like I should. Went and took a walk around the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and he goes, feeling blessed, never stressed, got some sunshine on my Sunday's best. And it's like, I love the thought and the mood of like, right, like, hey, man, you should feel good. I love it. You're not always going to feel good. And um, we should feel blessed and not stressed. Doesn't mean I won't deal with stress. But, um, and that's the thing. If we're trying to eliminate stress and bad feelings, ah, that's not going to happen. Let's just be real. But. We can still feel good. We can still feel blessed in the midst of it. And that's kind of what we're trying to say. So, um, I mean, we didn't we didn't mention the fact that coffee is a huge assistance in that. Huge. So I'm on my fourth cup. It's it's currently 1030 in the morning. Is my that fourth really cup. healthy? I don't know. <laughs> I do. It is. <laughs> so Dunkin' Donuts, we love you. Thank you for the sponsor. And for all of you who've listened, thank you for joining us on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers.
Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.